Hello and welcome to Brains and Bellies with Ama Mama. Uh, this week, Beth and I are going to be discussing the holidays and what holidays look like for many of us, what some of our challenges may be, and we're going to give you some really specific hints on how to make the holidays as fun as possible and as little stress as possible. Ama Mama fuses together ancient Ayurvedic techniques with more modern functional nutritional therapy methods in order to heal the body and mind. Using food as medicine as our mantra, we examine the bodily systems at play while simultaneously getting to the root cause of your health issues using two different systems perspectives. Beth English Myers, a nutritional therapist, and Carrie Jenkins, an Ayurvedic health counselor, will help identify what patterns in your life may be making you feel unwell, be it diet, lifestyle, spiritual, or physical. So join us here on Thursdays for Brains and Bellies, and here's the show. Hi, Carrie. How are you after your difficulty? I'll let you share with everyone what you've oh, been yes. through. I've survived COVID. I'm almost at the end of my isolation and many tales to tell, but it makes me even more excited for the holidays. We're getting into December. This will be airing in December. I've had a lot of time to reflect and get more excited, but I'm also trying to go into this holiday season with some more strategies, some strategies of mine that have fallen a bit by the wayside. So I've come up with the five things that I'm going to focus on this holiday season. And I'd love to compare and control with you, Carrie. As oh, I'd love to hear. Please share. Please share. With okay, us. great. All right, great. So just really briefly with, with my COVID, you know, I could have gotten it regardless, but I did get it two weeks ago when I just, I went, I flew too close to the sun. I was burning it at both sides of the candle, uh, working really hard pushing myself, stress, and then went out with friends for a couple of consecutive nights. I'm not saying I wouldn't have had COVID anyway, but it was it was interesting that it was a week where my immune system was definitely very, very low. So I'm remembering that going into the holiday season. Just what one of my tips, just spoiler alert, is going to be about that. Just taking a few nights during the week to, um, to step back. For my five tips, going into my first tip, I just want to talk about what the holidays are and how special and important they are. I think, you know, so many of us missed out on celebrating, seeing friends, connecting, going to parties and dinners last year. There is this extra excitement this year. I can remember the summer, you know, after being in lockdown in London for so many months, going out to see friends. And there's just this almost rabid, feral excitement. We're so excited to see each other. So I would just say, enjoy that excitement, enjoy seeing everybody, but be mindful and a little strategic. Just take a few minutes before you make your plans to give yourself some tools to really enjoy them to the fullest with less uh, collateral damage. I also could talk for hours, Carrie, about this um, cultural uh, acceptance of binging in December and then purging and recovering with a dry January. Of course, there are a lot of great points to take away for doing dry January, but I would rather see us be sensible, enjoy, have fun, uh, but incorporate some detoxification and recovery in December. So it's less of a extreme Western reaction to, to excess during the holidays, Christmas, New Year, Hanukkah, et cetera. I just yeah. want to, I hear you. And as much as, yeah, I also find there's some really 
good aspects about dry January and then, you know, enjoying December, why not be more balanced about it? As balanced as you can be without completely not having fun. You know, everything we talk about, Beth, you and I, is really about helping people find balance. And this is a perfect opportunity as well to have fun, to make plans, to see people and to really whoop it up, but to not excessively overdo it. Yes, exactly. And again, you know, I think you and I have always, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm a very human nutritionist. I'm doing the best I can. I learn from my own mistakes. I just think the more I personally, and this is what I try to share with my clients, with my students, if we can just take a little bit of time to plan ahead, do a little mental recce where we're going. Um, and also, this is my top tip. Number one is just taking those few minutes, have your, a little inner confidence or a lot of inner confidence, be assertive. You know, you're going to a seafood restaurant, champagne and oysters might really make you lightheaded very quickly. Make sure that you have had a nice, good blood sugar balancing meal before you go out. Uh, have an idea of what your what what your party plan is so that you bring with it some some assertion and that you're enjoying yourself. But You've already had a little conversation with yourself as to what's going to be there, what your food options will be, how you can manage your blood sugar balance. Because what we want to avoid is, you know, having too many toxins in our system, how we're going to be the next day. We want to avoid that up down roller coaster, that vicious cycle of having had a party and then the next day having lots of caffeine and we crave refined carbohydrates. Uh, etc. So what we can do to come back to that balance, Carrie, as you were saying. Yes, I like to talk about that whole blood sugar balance too, how it relates to sleep and how important that is. And a lot of times during the holidays, well, as we know, both where you are, Beth, in England and where I am in New York City, um, it gets dark quite early now. So a lot of the celebration will be done in the nighttime hours, let's say in the dark. Um, I think by reiterating what you said about having an idea of what's ahead of you and kind of having a plan for yourself, one thing that I think is so simple that people can do is if you are going to drink alcohol, especially in the evening, make sure that you, with every glass of alcohol, you have a big glass of water before you have another glass of alcohol. Because the worst thing is to have the alcohol, to have a celebration, to go to bed and to wake up between one and three, which is that waking time that people tend to suffer a little bit after they've drank too much alcohol. And in Ayurveda, that is the liver time. Um, So by just adding some water into the mix and giving yourself some time to actually rehydrate before you go to bed, you're going to help hopefully not wake yourself up in the middle of the night and you're going to help your liver. Oh my goodness. Yes. The liver is so important. Uh, absolutely. And that is spoiler alert. My third point, the liver, what, what I would say again, just in the taxi there, or right before you leave, jot on a notebook, text yourself on your phone, do a little strategy. I know I'm going, this is my favorite party of the year or you're really something you're really looking forward to. I'm going to enjoy. I know what I want to enjoy. Put those things down. And then how can you counterbalance that? Can I have my water bottle filled for when I get home right by my bedside table? Will I have some coconut water waiting for me the next day? Can I put in some overnight oats now so that I'm reaching for that in the morning as opposed to scrounging around for a white bread toast or a bagel. Like what can you do to prepare? So you're talking yourself through it. So you're 
you're going to this party, but this is what you're going to do to um, to really look after yourself while you're celebrating, keeping your reserve high, keeping your resilience high at the same time. We talked, you talked about water, of course, but we also want to make sure we're getting our minerals in, our potassium, our magnesium, um, our sodium. You can get those in uh, coconut water. Also, having really hydrating foods the next day, soups and stews. Really, just looking after our blood sugar. Uh, coming back to balance. Soups and stews, you know, that's my like favorite thing to recommend. This time of year, it's the best. It's easy. You can keep it in the refrigerator. You can pretty much please everyone, maybe not with the same super stew, but you could have a couple going or maybe even three going, depending on how big your family is. And um, it helps also with the, if you do have children at home, an easy preparation for a dinner for them at home when you're going out to just have some prepared soups and stews and maybe even some in the freezer that you could uh, de-thaw. So that's going to help across the board with vata and kapha accumulation uh, this time of year. I love that forward planning. Can you make some extra, keep it in the freezer or the fridge for yourself the next day? Mm. Batch preparation. We love it. We love it. Also, before I go to my point two, these days, it's so easy to get good soups and stews, either making them yourself or buying bone broth or even buying a paleo bone broth powder is great or making your own miso soup quite, quite easily as well. So lots of options. My second point is consecutive evenings where you can restore. So this is a matter of looking at your December calendar. circling some down days, down evenings, ideally three to four nights in a row. Uh, but if not three, two, and maybe you could do four instead of two or three, but schedule nights where they're just cozy in the evening, you know, have a nice big pot of herbal tea, uh, sit by the fire. If you've got that really make it very, very cozy. Take a Um, schedule time to take a hot bath, whatever you can do to relax. Um, It's not about deprivation. It's more about getting in lots of cozy, lovely things to help your body relax, perhaps have a hot water bottle, make a delicious hot chocolate. Carrie, we can provide many recipes for our favorite hot chocolates with plant-based milks and cacao and almond butter and little maple syrup. Uh, Just really great things to heal and restore and feel really, really cozy and and that way we can, we can just help our body recover, help build up our, our reserve and our resilience. And I find that the more I do that for myself, really take those gaps, those, those gaps at home. Number one, I really start to um, enjoy it and look forward to it because it tends to be me giving myself extra TLC, both with the food that I'm having, really good night's sleep. And um, also TLC to my family, because I get to kind of embrace them and, and enjoy whatever that is giving me at that moment, maybe playing a board game with my son or doing a little extra cooking and getting everyone involved, which is also very celebratory. Absolutely. And my daughter might be embarrassed, but I'm starting to read to her again. We got off track for a while. So now I'll sit even with our isolation and a beanbag far away on the other side of the room but just that whole I think of reading, reading um, a Neil Gaiman book right now. I'm just so enjoying that, like just reading a book to my child again. I just recently got a Kindle. So that's kind of my cozy time discovering books on the Kindle. Just having that wonderful, relaxed downtime. 
So it's mm-hmm. just so important. Insurance. Yes. Um, my third point is liver. So again, remember, all of us have these amazing livers. Uh, saying happy holidays to your liver. Give it a give it a metaphorical kiss. <laughs> um, have foods and drinks that are really really great holiday cheer for your liver. Uh, water with lemon, um, cruciferous vegetables, some broccoli. Uh, having spices uh, like turmeric and ginger and cinnamon. So just really, really putting our mind to that amazing detox organ that we have. Again, this goes back to not not exploiting it during December and then (laughs) shocking it in January. Uh, We love so many aspects of dry January, but let's get that into December too. So our our liver uh, can can ease in and really, we can do well by our liver and our liver can continue to do well by us. Um, Not just food and drink that are liver supportive that I've just mentioned, but also exercise, sweating, taking some nice long walks during the day before before it gets dark, taking those moments to detox during the day. Yeah. And a couple of things that I like to recommend for liver, well, basically any kind of blood moving herb or spice, which you've already mentioned a couple, Beth, turmeric and uh, black pepper, which are synergistic and wonderful. One of the things I love to recommend this time of year is dandelion, getting some dandelion tea in because that's really cooling on the system. And after a lot of activity, a lot of meeting people and talking and possibly drinking alcohol or even indulging in a lot of coffee or something or tea, you know, it's really helpful to have a couple of these herbs on hands that can do the opposite, that can actually cool and move some blood and just support the liver. So one of them being dandelion is my favorite, another one being chicory root, and you can mix it together and you can even mix it in with your coffee. So the coffee gives you a little bit of a kick, a little bit of a jolt, the dandelion and the chicory help move things around and just to help the liver support uh, with liver support a little bit. And you'll never even notice the difference because they have a wonderful bitter taste. And that's something for everyone to remember. In general, the bitter tasting herbs are the ones that will be the most helpful for the liver. I love that. I love that. I love that you reminded us about dandelion. And again, if you're having any sluggish digestion or having trouble breaking food down, having bitters before a meal, having rocket, arugula, chicory, endive, um, some lemon, some apple cider vinegar, all of those help promote bile production can help break down our meal. Some of the best recipes for salads that um, involve some of these foods that you just mentioned, Beth, you know, the chicory, which you can find at all the farmer's markets right now. Uh, Radicchio, which is another wonderful bitter leaf, Um, not green as usual, but uh, red. Those things are wonderful to just add into salads or even into soups or stews to create a little bit more kind of movement in the system. I think that's so exciting. I love it. Uh, Also, Carrie, you can have Brussels sprouts, just one of the best, uh, one of the best, most effective cruciferous vegetables. (laughs) So again, helping to detoxify, helping, helping to uh, give love to our amazing liver, Brussels sprouts. (laughs) Moving right along. Um, So number four, I had to give one whole point to movement. So just moving, keep it moving, get outside, get out in the daylight, 
make yourself like put on the playlist, get outside, walk around here where I am. I make myself go out to the common just to be amongst the trees and see the grass, uh, get out of my technology zone and my household. So just getting outside while you can see the daylight does wonders. And if you're exercising, that's brilliant. If you're doing a class in person, online, all of that's brilliant, but it's also, you can't underestimate just the act of getting out of your house, getting into nature if possible, or walking around the block. Uh, just move. Keep it moving, as Lizzo would yeah, say. Yeah, and I want to chime in there too on the on the movement and the exercise. First of all, I love that you go to the common, Beth, because I think one of the most healing things we can do is to just get out in nature in whatever way you can, um, whether it's a walk, a stroll, a jog, even share a cup of tea with a friend and go for a walk. But just seeing what is happening in nature and currently in New York City, it's, uh, you know, the leaves have changed colors. They're kind of not at their peak anymore. Now they're definitely falling onto the ground. There are the bright yellow ginkgo leaves all over, um, which are so beautiful. And to just walk through those leaves and listen to the sound of that dry leaf is, is actually a super healing, healthy thing to do for your system. Another couple of things I like to recommend for exercise is to, you know, sometimes people think they have to go do an hour long yoga class, whether it's in person or now on Zoom. And that really is wonderful if you have the time, but you know, many of us just don't have that time, especially this time of year, you're busy, as we have already talked about socializing or planning, or you need to do some shopping, there's a lot going on. So getting even just 20 to 30 minutes in is perfect. It's just enough to get you a little bit sweaty to get the body moving and it does the trick and that's all you need. Another thing is to, if you're not a yoga person and you don't like online Zoom classes and you're afraid because of COVID to go to an in-person class, how about pick out six of your favorite songs, make a playlist, turn the lights down and dance for 30 minutes. I mean, what more fun could you have? That's a great activity to do with your family too. So doing that, we get off the call. I love that. Yeah. Each of you choose a song to add to the playlist and just all of you get up and dance between movies or, or whatever it is you're doing. And then another thing is to, if you are a walker or a jogger, how about, or you maybe some people would like to start jogging. You could do a very simple 30 minute walk, but alternate between jogging and walking every seven minutes. Walk for seven minutes, jog for seven minutes walk for seven, jog for seven. It at least gets the lymph moving a little bit more in the system and it will help you get that sweat going. So in, again, in areas like England and the Northeast, at least where it's cold, it feels quite good to be outside and to be able to sweat this time of year. I think everything you described, it's, I think it's, it's magical. I mean, just getting outside, you just, there's nothing like it. Nothing compares to it. You you just can't come back in a bad mood. Just getting outside, shaking it off, uh, listening to music when you're in the house. Everything you just said, Carrie, I so agree. It's just taking those magical movement moments for sure. Yeah. Okay, so my last one, number five, is very simple. And it's a three-letter word and it's joy. So it's just feeling joy, enjoying the season, looking at the lights, just being happy, being happy and laughing and sparkling. 
and really treasure your friends and the opportunity to go out. Just look for a little savvy swaps here and there, alternating alcohol with non-alcohol. Uh, no one has to know. You can look like a gin and tonic if it's a big sparkling water with lots of lime. Alternate, take some nights off and just put a little, little forward planning into it. If you just think about what's going to be there for your, for your food options, make sure you prepared in advance. You come, you're going into it with good blood sugar. Um, if you see cookies and processed foods as hors d'oeuvres, look for things like olives, uh, crudités, just, just put, put a little savvy uh, detective work ahead and while you're there. And just those little tiny tweaks will make a big difference joy. I love that word. It's such a beautiful word. And when you actually think of what it means and say that word, it does kind of light you up from the inside, doesn't it? I wanted to just mention a couple more things in closing. And I wanted to just mention the heart and the mind and how deeply they're connected. And I know that a lot of people this time of year are very stressed out for many different reasons. Either you have a big family or family and friends that you need to invite to your home. And there's a lot of planning that goes into that. There are a lot of people who have lost someone um, dear to them. And that's very difficult this time of year, myself included in that. There are people that are celebrating alone for whatever reason. Maybe they're living in a city or a country where they don't have family or friends yet. So I, I like to, first of all, just give a shout out to all of those people, because I think this can be a very difficult time of year, although also joyful. And I just want people to take a minute with whatever scenario they're in to notice what's happening with your mind and to use kind of the most simple mindfulness technique is that the great thing about meditation and mind is that it allows us all to start again. So in whatever road you've been traveling down, wherever you find yourself, if you just take a moment out to kind of recognize what's happening, notice your breath, take a little minute to kind of be where you are and actually feel whatever it is you're feeling, you can then start again. So perhaps you want to travel down a different path. But the only way we can recognize that is by recognizing where we are and accepting whatever that is. And then the other that goes with the heart and the mind is that in Ayurveda, we say that the heart is the root of the mind, the blood and the lymph system. So in order to affect it, there's one simple thing we can do. And that is to breathe because the breath also is part of the blood system and the lymph system. And all of these things are connected to the heart. So just by taking a deep breath, you literally will affect your mind, affect your blood, affect your lymph and touch the heart. And when I say take a deep breath, I literally mean take a nice deep inhalation and take a completely full exhalation. Do it three times. See if you can let your exhale be just a touch longer than your inhale. Right there, you have given yourself a little mini vacation. It is a healing adventure, just taking that quick moment. That is one of my best pieces of advice for people. Just taking that little vacation to breathe helps you focus your mind a little bit. So if you're very stressed or if you're very sad, it can help you direct your energy, your mental energy 
It'll help recirculate energy. It'll help decrease stagnation. So it'll also help the liver because it's going to help move the lymph, move the blood. And it just reminds us that we can start again. We can take a pause and we can start over again at any time. So it's such a great reminder that we're all in, you know, all everyone's in a bit a different lane at, at during the holidays. So just to be considerate and mindful of that is so important. Well, I hope um, we're going to be sharing over the next month, right, Beth, some of our favorite recipes and our favorite holiday cheer, I guess. Yes. I'll just really quickly summarize the five points again. Number one, just taking five minutes to risk assess, (laughs) to plan ahead for the event you're going to. Second point, plan a few consecutive evenings when you are just restoring and cozy, relaxed at home. Three, loving your liver, include gentle detoxification throughout the month for moving when in doubt move if you can get outside just for a quick walk feel the fresh air get in nature and five joy and let's end with that joy to everyone we've had so many wonderful moments in a challenging year carrie haven't we yes well there you have it folks thanks for joining us Just a reminder that none of the advice we've given today is meant to diagnose or treat any health issues, so please do seek the advice of your doctor if you are having some specific health issue. And join us here next time for Brains and Bellies with Ama Mama.